New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley is unhappy and broke his silence about why he's unhappy. But would he actually consider skipping the 2023 season? I'm going to talk about that as well as the options and all the little details that emerge from Barkley's media session on Sunday coming up next on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Giants podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast family. Your team every day. My name is Patricia Chena, and uh, coming to you a little bit earlier than planned with this episode. We currently have a an episode running right now on Locked on Giants, but uh, I, I felt I had to get this one done and out to you because some big news to come out on Sunday. Saquon Barkley, New York Giants running back, held a youth football camp and met with the media afterwards and basically outlined that he's unhappy with the team and he explained why he's unhappy and he also made headlines because he said that he hasn't taken anything off the table with regards to what he might do if the New York Giants and he do not reach a contract by July 17th, which is the deadline. So on today's show, we're going to talk about what the problem is. We're going to talk about what the options are for both Saquon and the Giants. And I'm going to tell you what I am firmly convinced it's going to happen, even in light of the new information, the stuff that Saquon had to say. So that's going to be on today's show. I want to thank everybody for, for tuning in. Welcome to my everydayers, to my first timers and everybody in between. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day or watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. So let's get right into it. All right. So what did Saquon have to say and what exactly is the problem here? So Saquon was upset because the Giants, in his estimation, or somebody, maybe not the Giants, but he was upset that the the details of the negotiations were leaked. Now, it was reported by several outlets, and I know for a fact, you know, at least one of these reports is to be true, that Saquon rejected contract offers from the Giants of 12.5 million APY. That made back during the bye week. And he rejected um, an offer of 14 million APY. That one made um, just after the start of the new year before free agency. So further adding to Saquon's ire is that general manager Joe Shane, after, you know, the deadline passed and, you know, no deal was struck and they had to use the franchise tag. General manager Joe Shane told reporters that they basically were back to squares one with Saquon, that, you know, any deals that had been or proposals that had been on the table were yanked. So Saquon uh, took that personally because he made it sound like um, that the Giants made him look like a greedy, you know what? And he said, look, you know, all along, I've been saying that I don't want to reset the market. I want what's fair for me. You know, and I just feel that these reports make me look worse than what they they actually are because, you know, it doesn't tell the whole story. And the whole story, folks, you know, what I've been saying all along is the guaranteed money. APYs don't mean spit. They really don't. You know, a player could have a 20 million APY 
but that could be with incentives that could be with, you know, escalators and all kinds of, you know, mechanisms that will swell up the APY. The bottom line for players is the guaranteed money. What percentage of that contract is guaranteed? And that's where the important detail is being left out. And Saquon didn't come out and say that, you know, basically the devil's in the details, but that's where, you know, we don't know what Saquon was offered. We don't know um, what he's looking for in terms of guaranteed money. Saquon basically said, look, I'm going to take the high road, you know, in the building, they say, you know, family business is family business. So I'm going to keep family business in the building. So he's trying to take the high road in that regard. So, you know, this is where we're at right now. Saquon unhappy with the situation and how it's kind of spiraled a little bit out of control. Saquon is a guy who cares about his reputation. All right. He he's always wanted to do right by the Giants, by himself, by his teammates. And when his reputation gets called into uh, play here, and I don't blame him for this. I mean, who amongst us wouldn't want our reputation dragged through the mud? You know, he took he took offense to it. So I totally get where he is coming from with regards to um, his feelings here. Now, with that said, Saquon unfortunately doesn't have leverage. Now, just to back up a little bit, the Giants, as you know, they're starting their mandatory minicamp on Tuesday. Saquon will not be there. He can't be there because he doesn't have a signed contract. He hasn't signed a franchise tag, nor does he intend to. He hasn't signed a participation agreement waiver, nor does he intend to. So basically, he is technically not a Giants employee, a contracted employee. So he can't be on the property. This is not news. We knew this. You know, this is why he hasn't been at the OTAs, which, you know, have been voluntary, by the way. But, you know, he doesn't have to be at the mandatory camp because he's not signed. So therefore, he's not subject to any fines or anything like that. Now, Saquon also talked about potentially skipping training camp and the season, which I'm going to get to in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about the leverage issue. Now, look, Saquon himself in his meeting with the reporters said the Giants have all the leverage and they do. And here's why the Giants have all the leverage. Right now, the running back market hasn't been robust. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is still out there. Dalvin Cook just got uh, released. You know, Josh J Jacobs um, was franchise tagged, as was Tony Pollard. Um, Derrick Henry, there's been talk about him being traded, being on the trade block. Saquon doesn't have any leverage. The market is what it is. And the Giants, you know, they offered these, these two deals worth 12.5 and 14 million. Again, we don't know the guaranteed money, but you know, the APY to most people sounds pretty good. And a lot of people are saying, oh, he should have taken that. Well, you don't know the guaranteed money. Again, that is the big sticking point in these talks. So the Giants have the leverage, folks, because here's the thing. If Saquon continues to hold out and resist signing anything, Giants can tag him again next year. And we'll go through this whole song and dance again next year if something doesn't get done, you know, by July 17th. You know, so the Giants... They're, they're fine. They have come out and said, we are fine with Saquon playing on the franchise tag, which is, by the way, $10.1 So 
you know, would they like to get that number down to open up some more cap space? Sure they would. But are they sitting there and wringing their hands and panicking? No, because they know they have the leverage. And here's the other thing um, with Saquon, why he doesn't have leverage. Besides the fact he has the injury history, which last year, thank goodness, he was able to overcome. You know, for those people who think, and this includes Saquon if he thinks this way, and I don't know if he does or doesn't, but for those who think the Giants offense is in trouble if Saquon isn't in the lineup, may I remind you that the Giants are 19-40-1 and with him in the lineup. Not exactly an overwhelming record. All right, now, may I also remind you that while it may have been true, you know, in the past that Saquon was the offense, the Giants added some playmakers this past offseason. Daniel Jones has also proven to be a playmaker with his legs. So you kind of get the impression when you listen to the coaching staff, particularly head coach Brian Dable, that they might be looking to lessen the load on Saquon and spread the ball out a little bit more to the, you know, to the Darren Wallers of the of the team, to the Jalen Hyatts, to the Paris Campbells, you know, maybe give a few design runs to Jones, give some runs to um, Eric Gray, the rookies, to Matt Breida. It's not all going to be on Saquon's shoulders. So for him to, you know, or anybody for that matter, to think that, oh my God, the Giants are, are screwed if they don't have him in the lineup, that might not be the case as it may have been, you know, a few years ago when Saquon was the offense. So leverage, again, goes to the Giants there. So basically, you know, I don't see any leverage that Saquon has in this instance. I really don't. I mean, if injuries were to start happening to where, you know, Waller gets hurt, Paris Campbell gets hurt in Cam, Daniel Jones gets hurt, then things maybe change a little bit. But here's the problem, though. By then, it's too late. The deadline for a contract to get done is July 17th. And if it's not done by July 17th, it can't be done until next year. So what's holding out going to prove other than public punishing the Giants, you know, other than making Saquon look petty? What's it going to prove? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right. So what are Saquon's options? I am going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, got to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can get in on all the sports action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500 back in bonus bets. If their first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. FanDuel offers great promotions, a safe and secure app to place your bets, and instant payouts. So make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, you got Patricia Trainer here on the Locked on Giants podcast. A little earlier than usual for this podcast to drop uh, because I felt I really wanted to address what Saquon Barkley had to say during his uh, Sunday media session and by the time that was all done and everything, it was too late for me to record this podcast, but I'm here now and I'm getting it out to you right away. And before I get into the options um, that Saquon has and the pros and cons of each, just real quick for programming notes, Giants mandatory minicamp does start Tuesday. It runs Tuesday, Wednesday, and I will be there. That is my plan. Um, 
So I will get you a report as quickly as I can on those days. Hopefully uh, this, this little allergy sinus thing that I have developing right now won't escalate into anything too serious where I have to miss the mini camp, but uh, I'm hoping to get out there. And ladies and gentlemen, this week we are having a live show. I've heard back from Tana. We're probably going to do it on Thursday. I'll post details once I have them, but we are going to do a live show. I know a lot of you have asked me, when's the live show coming back? It's coming back Thursday. So get excited. I know I am. It's been a long time since I've talked with Tina and Dog, and I'm really looking forward uh, to, to catching up with them, as well as taking your questions in the live chat that we have. So that's going to be found on YouTube, and I hope you will come by and uh, check it out. So that's what we got coming up on the Lockdown Giants podcast. All right, let's get back to the Saquon Barkley situation here. What are Saquon's options if a deal isn't done by July 17th? There's basically two, as I see it. He could come into camp and realize that, look, holding out or, or you know, holding your breath until your face turns blue or whatever, it's not going to change anything because, like you said, the deadline will have passed. And if you look like you're going to punish the Giants – by sitting out or trying to make them sweat, you know what? I don't think they're going to worry about it that all that much. If anything, the only concern would be, will he come into camp in shape? Which I'm sure he will. But more importantly, there's physical shape and there's football shape. And the longer Saquon sits out of training camp, the less likely he's to be in, in um, football shape. So that could potentially work against him. And here's why, because if his plan is ultimately sit out all of training camp for except maybe the last week and then show up, the coaches will probably ease him into the lineup, which means his potential contributions to the offense might be limited because I don't see the coaches giving him a full workload of snaps if he comes in like, you know, two or three days before the start of the regular season. They'll want to ease him in. So really, what's the advantage? If Saquon sits out all of a training camp, there really is none. Half a training camp, okay, I could see that because look, he's not going to probably play much in the, in the preseason games anyway. But you also have the joint practices with the Lions, which is conducted in a controlled environment. So there are opportunities to get into quote unquote football shape, which is basically getting hit and knocked around. Unlike you know the physical shape, the training, the running, and all that stuff that that we see Saquon posting pictures and videos of himself doing. Okay, so that's one option. Now let's talk about this option of sitting out the season and showing the Giants, well, you can't function without me. No, sorry, not buying that. Again, maybe a few years ago that might have been the case. That might have been more of a worry. But this year, if Daniel Jones's legs are working, if Darren Waller is healthy, if Paris Campbell is healthy, and all the rest are healthy, those, those skill position players, the Giants can work around it. I think anybody who is saying that, you know, the Giants are going to be screwed if Saquon decides to sit out, they're, they're selling short the coaching staff. You know, Mike Kafka last year, look at what he was able to do with the talent he had. He got those guys to overachieve. 
So to suggest that without Saquon, the offense is going to fall apart, I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. You know, will it will it change? Absolutely. Saquon's a special talent, and I don't want to take that, you know, away from him. But will it fall apart? No, I don't see that happening. And I'm kind of surprised that, you know, I see on Twitter people say, oh, my God, the Giants better do something before Saquon holds out. And, you know, the ex- we've got to build an excuse for the for the season tanking. Uh-uh, I don't think so, folks. I mean, I, again, if this were a few years ago, I'd say, okay, maybe. Not this year. Not this year. Not after, you know, seeing what Kafka did, Kafka did with, you know, limited talent last year. Not after seeing, you know, the talent that they added. You know, Saquon is one part of the puzzle. He is not the entire puzzle. So, you know, no disrespect to him. Again, he's a tremendous player. But I go back to that record, 1940 and 1. So, you know, and people are going to say, well, Pat, they didn't have good offensive lines or they didn't have this, they didn't have that. Well, now they do, supposedly. So, you know, your theory that Saquon is is is, is the, you know, the, the alpha, omega and, and beta, whatever the expression is, um, it doesn't hold true. He's a key part of the offense, but not the only part. So, you know, now, do you want to, not have ill feelings? Absolutely. Saquon has been a good leader. He has been a good locker room presence. He is respected by his teammates and his coaches. He is beloved by the fans. You don't want to go out of your way to, you know, mess with somebody like that. You really don't because it just makes you look kind of on the petty side. But at the same time, you know, business is business. And Nobody said it was going to be fun. Nobody said it was going to be pleasant. Nobody said that feelings weren't going to get hurt. So, you know, you do what you got to do in business to survive. And Saquon will do what he has to do to survive. But I don't see him holding out. I really don't. And, you know, for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's going to leave $10.1 million on the table. That money becomes fully guaranteed, by the way. So even if, God forbid, he gets hurt. He's still getting the full 10.1 million. That's a lot of money. All right. I know I could live comfortably on 10.1 million. I could retire tomorrow if I got that kind of money. That so, you know, that's number one. Number two, that's not how Saquon is programmed. He's a competitor. He has said numerous times how he loves being out there competing, how he loves being out there with his brothers, his teammates. I don't see him turning his back on them. Yeah, it's business and everybody's got to do what's good for them. But I don't see Saquon turning his back on them. I just don't. That's I, I don't believe that is how he is wired. Number three, if he were to decide to hold out for the season, if a contract doesn't get done, he's only hurting himself. Think about it for a minute here. You know, people point to Le'Veon Bell and when he sat out, you know, with his contract dispute with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers a few years ago. So here's the thing, Saquon holding out, it's not going to change the running back market. It's not going to change the fact that the deadline has passed. So what exactly do you stand to gain? Nothing, absolutely nothing, you know? So 
I just don't see that being a legitimate option for Saquon. Now, what about the Giants? What are their options if this continues? They could look to trade him. I don't think they will. And I'll tell you why I don't think they will. By putting the franchise tag on him, they apparently felt that, hey, if somebody wants him, give us two first-round picks for him, and then we're fine with that. They're not getting two round, two first-round picks for Saquon Barkley. I don't care how special he is. I don't see any team giving that up. All right? So right there, I don't see the Giants trading Barkley for anything less than two first-round picks because that's what the franchise tag would bring if he were to sign an offer sheet elsewhere that the Giants refused to match. What else could the Giants do? Well, look, the bottom line is they've got to sit down with him and, you know, with his agent, if she wants to be there, which I'm sure she would be, and just say, look, here's the situation. And, you know, look, have the Giants made mistakes in this whole process? You know, you could argue that. I mean, I could see Saquon's point of view that stuff leaked out and it makes him look bad. You know, the fact that Joe Shane, you know, who is is very honest and I think tries to help wherever he can with the media without, you know, giving too much away. The fact that he said, look, all offers are, are off the table and we're starting from square one. I could kind of see Saquon's point on that. I don't think he's wrong there. So maybe there needs to be some, you know, patchwork done there on the relationship. But at the end of the day, the Giants have the leverage. They can go back and they can... Like I said, they can uh, franchise tag him again if they wanted to next year, thus going through this whole song and dance all over again. So Saquon knows the Giants have leverage. He's going to try and grasp onto whatever leverage he has left, but it's not that much. All right. So that all being said, ladies and gentlemen, what's going to likely happen I'm going to pull out my crystal ball and I'm going to tell you. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena. We're talking Saquon Barkley. And, you know, I've seen some really contentious contract problems over the years. This one, I don't really believe is as bad as it might look. You know, there's some bruised feelings, yes. There's a stalemate going on, yes. But ultimately, I think it's going to get resolved one way or another. So what is my um, my thinking as far as how this is going to be resolved? All right. We already know Saquon can't show up at the mandatory minicamp because he doesn't have assigned anything. <laughs> so he is technically not part of the team until he signs something. I do believe if no deal is reached by the 17th, and I'm hoping, by the way, that one does get reached. I'll tell you why in a second. But if no deal is reached by the 17th, Saquon will skip most of training camp and probably show up like a week, week and a half before the season to get himself into playing shape. I do not think Saquon is going to sit out the season. Just not, not a practical solution. All right. I think Saquon had to say that because, you know, for him to say, well, you know, I'm going to sit out training camp, but I'll be there for the season. That's given up whatever little leverage he thinks he still has. Okay. So here's what I would like to see happen. 
Now, I do think both sides have been talking. You know, Saquon, I think, you know, even alluded to that, that both sides continue to talk, which is good. It's better than, than a lack of silence, obviously. I don't know what percentage of guaranteed money Saquon is looking for, if he has a set number in mind or just a percentage or whatever. But I have said all along that it would behoove Saquon to take a multi-year deal with whatever guaranteed money, as long as it's more than the $10.1 million he's going to get on the tag. All right? And I think when you're talking about guaranteed money, you would have to look at the amount of the franchise tag for this year and next year. And I think next year goes up to 13 point something, 13.4, I want to say, for running backs. So if you're getting at least the equivalent or, or the sum, I should say, of the tag this year and next year, that's a good start. And it's just a matter of, okay, what else is going to be guaranteed? You figure, okay, there's also going to be the signing bonus, which will push that money up. Um, there probably will be um, some fully guaranteed stuff at signing, which would be the signing bonus, you know, and then the guaranteed stuff at, if he's on the roster, like with uh, roster bonuses and stuff like that. So there are ways to build up the guaranteed money. It's just a matter of what Saquon is looking for. Again, APY doesn't matter. It really doesn't because it's a false number. Saquon has said time and again, I don't want to reset the, the running back market. Now, here's the thing. If he's looking for an ungodly amount of guaranteed money, he could potentially be looking to reset the, the market without realizing it. So, for example, if his agent wants, let's say, 80% of the contract guaranteed, in a way, that's resetting the market. It might not seem like it as far as APY, but in a way that is resetting the market. So that's why, you know, I go back to the whole crux of the issue being Saquon, um, you know, and the guaranteed money, which I think ultimately will get uh, ironed out. But here's the thing again, you have to weigh the pros and cons. 10.1 million, okay, I think most of us, ordinary Joes and Janes could live on 10.1 million guaranteed. I know I could, but you know, we're not Saquon. He has different, you know, obligations, different, you know, needs and whatnot that he has to tend to. So I get it that he wants to be financially set for life, you know, because chances of him getting another big contract after this next one coming up are going to drop significantly, but you've got to, meet the Giants somewhere in the middle. And I have said that, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea if the Giants put one of their offers back on the table to him and maybe the two sides work to tweak the offer and, and meet somewhere in the middle with regards to the guaranteed money. But, you know, Joe Shane saying, look, we're starting from scratch now. The market, you know, Shane didn't say this part, but pretty much the market has said, you know, it, it's spoken with regards to the value placed on running backs. So the stalemate carries on. It continues on. Um, July 17th, little over a month away. Will it get done? I sure hope so. I don't, I am not confident that it'll get done, but you know, maybe something, someone will bend 
and it will get done, hopefully, because it's going to be a distraction. It's going to be on everybody's lips if the deal is not done and if Saquon is not in training camp. And this team really doesn't need that. It really doesn't. They'll handle it, obviously, but who needs that kind of, you know, press and the talking heads, you know, discussing that and, you know, the accusations and all this stuff. What good is that all going to do? It's not. So that's where we stand, ladies and gentlemen, with the latest from Saquon Barkley. It's kind of turned into a little bit of a soap opera, but, you know, I, I'll leave you with this. I tip my hat to Saquon. He's trying to keep, you know, his feet on the ground. He tried to keep his emotions intact and not pop off at the Giants. You know, he did admit, obviously, that they leaked information that he would have rather stayed in-house. And by the way, we don't know for sure if the Giants leaked that information. For all we know, it could have come from another source. But, you know, so to assume it was the Giants that did it, I, I just, you know, unless you've got proof of something, probably not a good idea to say anything, you know. But um, hopefully the two sides smooth this out to where they get to a long-term contract agreement, multi-year, and they look back on this eventually and they laugh. So fingers crossed. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Don't forget, next episodes, the next two episodes will be mandatory minicamp reports. So hope you will tune in for that. And don't forget, we will also be having the Locked on Giants live program coming up later on this week. I will post the details on the YouTube page if you want to take part in that. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. I'm your host, Patricia Trena, and I will see you tomorrow, Giant fans.